James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And a good Saturday morning. Dominic Carter here with you folks and for James Golden. Good morning, good morning, good morning. A number of stories we are going to deal with. We are live, local, and we are on it. We'll be taking your calls over the course of the next three hours. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We, unfortunately, are waking to the headlines of the demise of His Holiness, Pope Benedict XVI, who was in declining health, the first pontiff in 600 years to resign, is dead at the age of 95. He has passed away, and we are following uh, developments this morning out of the Vatican, and we'll bring you the very latest. The journalism world is mourning the loss of pioneering journalist Barbara Walters, dead at the age of 93. Barbara Walters was one of the first women to establish herself as a heavy-hitting broadcast journalists in an industry dominated by men. According to Disney CEO Bob Unger, he says Barbara, quote, was a true legend, a pioneer, not just for women in journalism, but for journalism itself. We have a lot to get to this morning and, uh, of course, this is the last day of the year of 2022. In just hours, we will be going into 2023. And that's what the NYPD is preparing for. It will happen hours later on this day, 2022, coming to a end. And in Times Square, folks will bring in uh, the new year. Now, as I often say, as I often say here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, the show of record, the show of record for newsmakers, Nationwide, the show of record for newsmakers nationwide happens to be it is must listen to radio and it's Cats at Night, hosted by our owner operator John Katsimatidis. Last night I'm listening to the show and the police commissioner of New York City, Keyshawn Sewell, appeared on the program talking about one of the topics the New Year's celebration. One of the biggest events in New York history, you have uh, the, the New, New Year's Eve, and I understand you're going to have, uh, tell us about it, you're going to have a big, big uh, crowd. 
Yes, sir. So as you know, last year we had the COVID restrictions. There were about 15,000 people there last year, and this year we're back to full strength. But, John, I have to tell you, we started planning for this event after the confetti fell last year. We've been able to drive down shootings and homicides this year by double digits, and major crime has decreased for the past rolling seven and 28 days. We are absolutely laser-focused on the safety of the city, and that includes tomorrow's New Year's Eve celebration in front of the world. The police commissioner of New York City, Keysant Sewell, appearing on the Cats at Night Roundtable. Good morning, folks. If you are just waking uh, and the uh, the headlines uh, as of this morning, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, who was in declining health, has died. Has died at the age of ninety five. This, as the journalism world is mourning the death of legendary uh, journalist Barbara Walters. There are so many issues for us to get to this morning, and we are about to start doing exactly that. Biden uh, 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 apparently is is definitely going to run, or at least that's the sign coming out of uh, his camp uh, as he is on vacation right now. We will deal with that issue. We are going to deal with the ongoing issue, the ongoing issue of Congressman-elect George Santos. We'll deal with that in just a second. Donald Trump's taxes have been released. There are many issues, and I'm going to tell you exactly where I stand on that because it is despicable that the Democrats on the last day, the last day they had in power, the very last day, House Democrats released Mr. Trump's taxes. And it was done, it was done releasing his taxes for the purpose. For example, if you pick up any of your morning newspapers this morning on the last day of the year, if you turn on your television uh, set, if you listen to uh, many of the radio stations it was done, the release of the taxes for this purpose. This is the headline uh, in one of the newspapers here, right? It was all done to muddy his name. That's what this was done about. And one of the headlines says, in several years, Trump appeared to pay more taxes, to pay more in foreign taxes than he did in net U.S. federal taxes. And then they list a, a, a number of different uh, 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 countries. So we are going to come back to that issue. We are going to come back to the fact that uh, in the slaying of those uh, Idaho students, uh, a suspect, uh, as we reported yesterday, has uh, been arrested. Brian Kohlberger will deal with that uh, in the Pocono region and the question now is, when is he going to be sent back to Idaho? Dominic Carter here with you in for Boast Nerdly on this Saturday morning. Good morning. What a great day. We hope your day is off to a positive start on this last day of the year. As I mentioned, the police commissioner of New York City, Keyshawn Sewell, appeared last night on the Cats Roundtable with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, discussing the issue as well of crime. 
do you think that the reason that the fear is still up, even if the crime is down, is because the crimes are not being committed in centralized areas like they used to years ago, but are actually being committed anywhere in the city, including Midtown, the Upper East Side? There's no place where there hasn't been a major incident. When it happens in New York, like John said, it's on the eyes of the whole world. So we've had spikes in uh, different areas across the city, but we're focused on our plans of deployment and investigation to be able to drive that down. We say all the time, it's not just a matter of being statistically safe. People have to feel safe, too, and that's what you're talking about. Exactly. And the police commissioner of New York City, Commissioner Sue, and the other voice you heard there, former New York Democratic Governor David Patterson. This was from the Cats at Night program last night. We are about to get to the topic of Congressman-elect George Santos, due to be sworn in in just days now on Tuesday in Washington. And it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. It's going to be very interesting He's looking at three investigations, three investigations, and we're going to break it down. We're going to deal with with all of the issues that are before him. Dominic Carter here with you folks on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning to you at 12 minutes past the hour of 7 a.m., the day is just starting in the uh, New York tri-state area or wherever you might be uh, listening to the sound of my voice as we speak. I started out talking about the police commissioner of New York City, Keyshart Sewell, who appeared on Cats at Night last night here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The police commissioner, the first woman police commissioner of New York City ever, she has been somewhat low-key, somewhat low-key. And uh, one of the questions that she was asked is, what does she hope to accomplish in the new year, 2023? There's a lot of controversy going on in Albany this week. The governor's being uh, sworn in on Sunday, and, and we're praying that she negotiates a, a, a bail reform law. But give us your vision of 2023, what you hope to accomplish. Well, I want to continue to make sure that we drive down crime in this city. That has been our focus from day one. But we also have to continue to build bridges with our communities. I'm going to still advocate for legislative changes, obviously, that will help us overcome some of the challenges we have. I've been saying this all year long, that judges have to have the ability to determine if someone is a public safety risk when determining whether to remand, set bail. Uh, It's something that I've said and I'll keep saying one of our other problems is recidivism as well. Uh, So we'll keep beating that drum all year long, and uh, I expect us to continue to have the success we've had in uh, the trending downward of crime in the city. And good morning. If you are just joining us here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, James Golden has the day off. I'm Dominic Carter filling in for James. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me on my social media. On Twitter at Dominic TV, Dominic TV, on Instagram and Facebook, Dominic Carter TV, Dominic Carter TV. I have my uh, Twitter open right now. Uh, you can also send me an email this morning. But folks, we are uh, going to be taking your telephone calls 
The number to call is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And if you decide to send me an email, you can do that as well, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. We are going to take a break, and I will be right back. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air, 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. And good morning, James Golden has the day off. I'm Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC, 17 minutes past the hour of 7 a.m., we are about to start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin this morning with Pamela in Central New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela, on this last day of 2022. Good morning and Happy New Year. Um, I just wanted to uh, say that um, in reference to the alleged suspect in the Idaho college students. Right, at the Idaho. Um, Go ahead. The four students that were stabbed to death. I don't think he is the only suspect because he very creepily said to one of the police officers, have you arrested anyone else yet? So he's playing mind games and it may be true and it may be not true, but you know, I think uh, they better keep their eyes out. Well, Pamela, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, interesting uh, situation as it relates to the Idaho stabbings. And, of course, uh, there's now a uh, a local impact as it relates to this story as he was arrested uh, in the Poconos, uh, referring to Mr. Brian Kohlberger, the uh, suspect. And to think about the fact that now, and I'm glad that you just said this, uh, in terms of, he is a suspect. He has not been convicted of uh, anything, but it it is all. It's very scary that that this man was a criminal justice major, uh, mm-hmm. working on his PhD, working on his PhD, and so. Tra- go ahead. I'm sorry, Pamela. Trying to get. Uh, I'm sorry. He was trying to get others to join in on and uh, to talk about what it's like to target. And how you feel when you hit your victims? Oh, oh my God! Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually had a, um, a, you know, that was his paper, his graduate paper. He was calling on, and you know, as a graduate student, you do, uh, you run experiments. And he was actually calling in. He wanted uh, candidates to uh, who have committed crimes. What did it feel like when you uh, picked your target? How did you? pick your target how did you approach your target and did you put up a fight did they put up a fight so hello right it, it, it's 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 um it, it's shocking pamela you know i i recall when i was uh in high school and uh in my junior year uh 
actually my going into my senior year, I played football uh, out in a suburb in the uh, great state of Washington. I lived in uh, Linwood and uh, Edmonds, uh, Washington, and and at the time, the two big universities and and still are happened to be the University of Washington, and uh, their football team has a bit more uh, prestige, but also uh, Washington State, which is uh, located in Pullman, and that's where this happened. And it's only it's only a a, a ten fifteen minute drive from the border of. Uh, of uh, Idaho in um, in terms of uh, Moscow, uh, Idaho, and um, this guy uh, Pamela. Before I move on, he uh, reportedly kept a low profile at Washington State University uh, at the apartment complex where he lived, where some neighbors uh, didn't even realize uh, that this guy was the accused killer uh, living uh, among them. 28 years old, 28 years old. He's been charged with four counts of uh, first-degree murder. And, and Pamela, uh, it, what, what scares me is that this guy, the suspect, again, emphasis on suspect, returned to college following, following the slayings and finished off his first semester as a doctoral student studying criminal justice and that's not speculation washington state uh university uh, has confirmed this so pamela before i let you go how do you see this all playing out well um again he is a suspect <clears throat> uh, and i have to give uh cheers to uh the um police and and fbi because they did keep a lot of things under wrap and it must have been difficult because they were getting a lot of insults but they were very good about DNA and how they were following up on this. And they did find the white Elantra. And, white Elantra. And, and, and you know, you know what, Pamela, I'm so glad that you said that because it's so easy to second guess uh, the police around the country. And it, it, it really has to stop because as you said, they had the inside information and based on the account of what we're hearing, they knew all along who they were looking for. They just had to, they had to uh, find this guy. And so we, 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 they took a lot of criticism, as you said, in Idaho and the police, and we should be tipping our hats to these guys for the job that they got done. Here it is. This guy was in Pennsylvania and they ended up catching him. And right. so go right. ahead, Pamela, you have the final thought okay. before I move on to the next call. That took a lot to keep that secret because there's usually always leaks and it messes up a case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pamela, thank you. Hey, Pamela, before I let you go, how are you bringing in the new year? Um, hopefully very peacefully, quietly, <laughs> because after last week, uh, I'm just thankful and grateful that there is a new year. <laughs> you can say that again. Pamela, thank you and best wishes. Thank you for joining us here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter in for Bowl Snurdly on this Saturday morning. Let's go to Steve. Steve in New Jersey. We're going to stay in New Jersey. Good morning, Steve, at 7.23 a.m. Hello, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, I'm not a Trump supporter, and I'm, I'm not an activist, but I am an American citizen that's paid more than his fair share of taxes over my lifetime. And I'm appalled 
that anyone would be required to file 6,000 pages of documents in order to comply with tax regulations. The Congress, they should all fire themselves. This is beyond a disgrace that the amount of paperwork, accountants, lawyers, consultants needed to comply with tax regulations, this is a sham. Where's the flat tax? Where's the back of the postcard filing my tax return? Okay, I I hear you, Steve, but the comparison, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, with Trump's taxes, his situation is very unique because obviously of the type of income uh, that we're talking about. I, You know what? I agree with you. The process needs to be a bit more uh, simplified. What's your take, Steve, on what's going on with the president's taxes? My take is that it was less expensive for him to spend millions of dollars hiring accountants and lawyers generating this massive amount of paperwork than it was to just uh, pay what you would consider to be a normal amount. Now, I am not a wealthy person by any means. Steve, Steve, wait, 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 Steve, but you're making a comparison between yourself and and somebody that's worth a lot of money. The comparison just doesn't work. Well, the point is this. I don't care if you are a minimum wage earner or if you're a billionaire. There cannot be a requirement to fulfill your obligation that requires thousands of pages of documents. I don't care how much money you have. That is beyond a disgrace. And what does it cost to process this? Forget about Trump's out-of-pocket expenses, hiring all these professionals. What does the government have to spend going through this type of uh, a report? I I, I hear you, Steve. Um, it, you know, the, the entire process does need to be somewhat simplified. I, I appreciate your call, and I wish you the best. Thank you, Steve. We're, we're going to uh, highlight uh, in a few minutes the situation as it relates to Mr. Trump's taxes. It's disgusting what the Democrats did. And so it is Saturday morning. Saturday morning, Dominic Carter here with you. James Golden has the uh, day off. Normally he is here with you. I will be here with you until 10 a.m. this morning. And then Larry Cutlow, the great Larry Cutlow, will be taking over the microphone at that time. But up until then, up until then at 726 in the a.m. on this Saturday morning, we will be taking your calls on a number of topics what you want to talk about, and we will be dissecting a number of issues. Let's go to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to Joseph. Good morning, Joseph. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, I call about the immigration issue on the southern border, but I wanted to address the gentleman who was just on before uh, regarding taxation. You know, to tell you the truth, income taxes originally, when the Constitution was first written, were prohibited. They're called per capita or capitation taxes. The government, uh, excuse me, not the government, but the founders who actually wrote the Constitution, they did not want the government taxing incomes because they knew that there would be a limitless source of revenue for the government to grow too large. I mean, that's the reason why the Congress can actually pass and the president can sign a 1.7 
trillion dollar budget because again the government has his his hands right in your pocket as a worker an ordinary individual as opposed to confining taxes to things like consumption taxes sales taxes VATs that sort of thing so that's one point but with regard to the southern border I wanted to make a few points with regard to the southern border you, you got to make wait wait Joseph you you can't just go on with a litany of issues you, you got to you got to focus and get to the point so I can get other okay. callers on, and I've got to take a break. But go right ahead, Joseph. Okay. With regard to with regard to immigration, immigration is not just simply an economic issue, because definitely economics definitely pays plays a part. But de- economics is also you know secondary to the primary reason why we have an immigration policy in the first place to assimilate foreign nationals into the United States. Uh, population. And again, what you have now is not assimilation. You have multiculturalism. You have people from all over the world, from diverse uh, cultures and uh, backgrounds that are not compatible with an American way of life. What do I mean by that? Take Hispanic immigration, for example. Hispanics are looked at by conservatives who say that... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Joseph, Joseph. And and that's where I thought you were going. Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I... Dominic Carter, uh, do not support this migrant thing at the border. But let's not just make this about uh, Latinos. So can you give me an example of another group? Because it, what, it sounds like you're trying to just narrow in on them and say that they don't fit in with the American culture. And that's not fair. Not just them. It's a variety. Okay, so give me, so, okay, so give me one or two other groups. Okay, I'll give you a, a fine example. Somalis from uh, okay, okay, Somalis okay. From... No, 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 no. Besides, besides, because what 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 you're doing is a thinly veiled, and I, I won't I won't call it for what it is. Can you give me another example? I mean, it's easy to point to Latinos and 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 Somalians. Give me another example. Sure, I'll give you a terrific example. Okay, go ahead. With regard to the former Soviet Union, Ashkenazi who are involved in organized crime in places like New Jersey, uh, southern Brooklyn, again, you know, it's one of the biggest problems associated with illegal and legal immigration right now in the United States. Okay, so what's the answer? So what's the answer? Because I've got to take a break, Joseph. What's sure, the answer? Sure. What's the answer? Back in 1965, that's when they changed the immigration laws. Joseph, immigration please, laws, Joseph, yeah. what is the answer? Getting rid of the Immigration Act of 1965, repealing it and going back to the National Origins Act of 1924. Look it up. Okay, thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you folks, Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I'm here in for James Golden. When we come back, we will return to your calls. We will deal with the topic of uh, President Trump's taxes were were, – it's it's disgusting what happened. His taxes were dumped yesterday by Democrats. Their last day in power. A suspect uh, is in custody as it relates to the Idaho stabbings. And of course, of course, the top stories this morning as we are live, local, and on it. The demise of His Holiness Pope Benedict the Sixteenth has died at the age of ninety-five. And also Barbara Walters, the legendary journalist, she is now dead as well at the age of 93. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you this morning, 7.31 a.m. I hope your Saturday is off to a great start. 
We will be right back. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. And good morning, good Saturday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I try. I try. And I try. (laughs) We hope your day is off to a great start thus far. 7.34 a.m., 7.34 a.m. Dominic Carter here with you this morning. I'm filling in for James Golden. James has the day off We see your telephone calls. We're going to get to them in just a second. Trump's taxes released despicable action by the Democrats. And uh, the former president uh, lashed out at Democrats and the Supreme Court, for that matter, uh, for the release, stating, I am quoting here, it's going to lead to horrible things for so many people. He goes on to say the radical left Democrats have weaponized everything. But remember, that is a dangerous two-way street. Trump also said the returns demonstrate how proudly successful he has been and how he has been able to use depreciation and various other tax deductions to build his business Let's go to Tony in Manhattan. Good morning, Tony. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You are the only person that I haven't talked so far. And you see, it's never too late. When you don't try, you don't succeed. You say just now, try, try, try. I am here getting blind. I said I was an executive and listen to you guys. You went back to my memories. And let me tell you. The owner of ABC, he have a grand slam with the rest of full. And this is what you are today. Everybody have a different way of saying things. Everybody good. I know Mr. Curtis Lee was since he was a kid. And I know you now and all of them. And let me tell you, you have your way of getting to people. And this is what it counts. You, people like you. And people like the other person and it and all of you guys are doing the best. They are not sometimes agree, but that's what it's all about. This is our free country. Fight, fight for us, because I did it and I still do it. I am a motivational speaker for my community. Okay. Well, Tony, 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 thank you for the compliment. Uh, and, and it is all possible, uh, what we do here at WABC. And, yes, we do fight for the people. And it is all possible because of the uh, station owner operators, John and Margot Katsimatidis, in particular in my case, uh, that gave me the opportunity to be here at WABC, to be here at WABC. 
And we, on this Saturday morning, a day where uh, Pope Benedict the 16th uh, passed away, Barbara Walters passed away, it, it is a it is a um, a tough morning, if you will. But we are uh, here, and uh, one of the mandates from uh, Mr. John and Margot Cantamatidis is that we are live and that we are local and that we are on it. And that is what it is about right now, this very second. As I am live with you in for James Golden on this Saturday morning, 7.38 a.m. Good morning. I hope your day is off to a good start. And uh, place, place, please, uh, one additional cup uh, of the coffee. I like it with cream and two splendor. And put it on the table for me, and I'll be there soon. Uh, but I, I hope your day is off to a good start. Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's good on morning, your mind? Dominic. I'm not used to hearing you this time. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Dominic, uh, I just – look, uh, I'm just calling out that previous caller uh, for uh, oh, picking on peoples of certain national origins, and I think that that's reprehensible. As a member of one of the people who wants to it, it, it is that. reprehensible. I, I'm a, I'm against the southern border being open, but but it's not fair to pick on individual uh, groups of people. Continue, Norman, please. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a member of. I mean, thinly veiled. I mean, I like how he said the Ashkenazis, which is uh, for in case you want to know, people in the audience, Jew. Okay, from uh, Eastern Europe and stuff. And I like how he was so particularly intellectual and articulate and all that stuff. And meanwhile, he's just a stone ass racist. So anyway, um, Donald Trump's taxes, bad, bad. They released it last day. Really bad. So I agree with you on that, Dom. Um, Norman, it, it makes the Democrats look worse than anything that they may feel that smears Trump, because th- th- this is so political. It is so political, and oh, yeah. and and the the mainstream media is not even hitting at Democrats for doing this at the eleventh hour, mm-hmm. and and it's just not right. Because what what's going to happen? What's going to happen when? And it's a time is going to come. When a Democratic president says that they are not going to release their taxes and then a Republican Congress drops their returns, then what? Mm-hmm. Then then the cry will be a uh, bloody murder. Norman, I, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you and a best wish for a wonderful 2023 to you and your family. Thank you for the call. Lon, uh, calling from Washington Heights this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you and for James Golden. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, Happy New Year. Same Uh, to you and your family. uh, Thank you so much. I'm a little uh, puzzled by the outrage that you express over the Democrats uh, releasing the taxes at the 11th hour. First of all, it it takes a couple of weeks to redact personal information so they couldn't do it sooner. But why aren't you more outraged at the fact that he lied about being uh, audited when there was no audit? And why aren't you outraged by the fact that this is the first president since the 1950s that refused to reveal his taxes? I'm confused about your misplaced outrage. Okay, so so let's let's talk about it, Lon. uh, One, one, one. What I respect about this situation 
right? So I, I've covered many of these candidates that run for national office, and I often get to see. Oh, I, I you 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 hung up there. I wish I wish that that you were still there, Lon, uh, because I wanted to have a conversation with you. Uh, because you, you said, why am I not more outraged? And so if you could call back, I would really appreciate it so that we can have a conversation. Number one, number one, I'll respond even though you're not with me anymore. We have all the other callers. But number one, Trump said during the campaign, and this is a point that I've been making, Trump said during the campaign, that he would not release his taxes, right? So voters could make a choice before they voted as it relates to Trump and his taxes because he said that he was not going to release them. Now, he did say that they, they were under audit. I don't know if that if that's the truth or not. Uh, but 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 I admire the fact that in advance he told you in advance before you voted. So in other words, if, if that was a deal breaker for you, you had the choice. You had the option of not supporting him if that was a deal breaker for you as a voter. I respect the fact that he was open and honest about that. So that's number one. Number two. Okay, allegedly, you say, meaning the Democrats on the uh, House Ways and Means Committee, you say that you were auditing the presidential audit program. I've never heard of this before in my life. But okay, let's say it exists. So why can't you, there was the legal fight, it goes to the Supreme Court, ultimately you prevail. So why can't you get his taxes do what you need to do. Why do you need to drop them publicly? What what is the big what is the big demand? Why why do you have to release the tax? So you said it takes time to redact. I really wish that you had stayed on the line so that we could we could debate with each other. You said it takes time to redact uh, the information, which it does. It does. But I counter, why did, why did the House Ways, Ways and Means Committee, why did they have to release the taxes at all? Why could not they have received the taxes, did whatever they need to do, and then just quietly go out of office, just like the January 6th committee? Oh, subpoena, subpoena. We're going to subpoena Trump. We're going to subpoena him. Smearing his name, smearing his image. Oops, my bad. We're down to a few hours. Ah, we're going to take the subpoena back. Take it back. We're done. Bye. Democrats didn't do so bad in the midterms. We were effective. The strategy worked. Bye. And now, and I am telling I'm not even making partisan statements this morning. I am just telling you the truth. So now, when Democrats return the fire... What's going to happen then? Oh, it's going to be bloody murder at that point. Oh, the Democrats, I mean, the Republicans are so unfair, so unfair, so unfair. All I am saying to you folks, and we're going to get to George Santos in just a moment, and I see all of your calls from Elizabeth, New Jersey, to Queens, New Jersey, a few calls, Dutchess County. We're going to get to your calls, I promise. 
But all I am saying, folks, is that our great country, if we're ever going to get away from this partisanship, we have to have one set of rules. And, okay, the media, as I said yesterday, the media loved Obama, right? Okay, so the media loves Obama. But then what happens when the media doesn't like the president? Then we see the Trump effect. And and we, we, we can't have that as a country. There has to be some consistency as it relates to the media. There has to be. Let's go to Gail this morning at 46 minutes past the hour of 7 a.m. Dominic Carter in for James Golden, Gail in Dutchess County. Good morning to you, Gail, and Happy New Year. Oh, thank you for taking my call, and a Happy New Year to you, and I hope it's much better than the last 10 New, 10 new Years. <laughs> go right ahead. What, what I want to say is, you know, there is a chain of command. You know, the IRS never called Trump's taxes out, but, but the IRS's job, it's the IRS's job first to call out Trump's taxes. But the, the, drum, the Democrats just jumped in and subordinated the IRS. You know, the, the Democrats should do their job and let the rest of government do theirs. We're all interdependent. Well, Gail, I, I mean, the committee has a right to audit the program. But, I mean, come on, folks, and this is not this is not directed at you, Gail, but are we that naive to believe that that's the real reason why they wanted Trump's taxes? They wanted Trump's taxes for what's happening right now. So, like, for example, Gail, uh, one of the headlines, uh, uh, David Shavaro, uh, a taxation professor at New York University, is quoted uh, citing the large financial losses from so many of Trump's businesses, despite their often healthy sales, as something that should raise suspicions from auditors. That's what this is all about. Now, now, Gail, uh, when when you when you look at this, and I'm, I'm quoting this taxation professor at New York University, right, from one of the articles, if he wasn't meaning Trump, a political figure, but he was, say, a prominent businessman, you'd really want to audit the heck out of him. There's fishy-looking fishy stuff here, right? So, Gail, my contention, my point, is that what this was all about, to muddy Trump up some more and to continue to come at him, and, and it's, it's just not right. Do do you feel that it's appropriate what's been done? And and give me a straight up opinion, Gail. Gail, are you with me? Yes. Okay. The, 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 they never come out, and after the fact, nobody ever apologizes to Trump for for all these witch hunts, that Russian collusion. You know, they still got the, the public hears this stuff, and they never hear hear what's resolved about it. And and uh, when they go to the polls, well, it was in the news, so it must be true. Right. And how many people go that way? Right. And and Gail, thank you for the call, and happy New Year to you and your family. Gail, Gail just zeroed in on exactly what this is about. It's in the news, so it must be 
true. A smear campaign. A smear campaign that is effective. But the fact of the matter is, with this candidate, with this former president, Donald Trump, the more you smear him, the reality is, the more popular he becomes and resonates with his base. And that's what drives the establishment insane, insane. Good morning on this Saturday morning at 7.50 a.m. Dominic Carter here with you in for James Golden, in for James Golden. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, more of your telephone calls. We will go to Queens, New Jersey, Stan Hope, New Jersey, Elizabeth, New Jersey, and Manhattan. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. It's a family affair. You, me, the WABC audience. Good morning, good morning, good Saturday morning. Dominic Carter in for James Golden. We see all the calls. We're going to get to them. We have plenty of time this morning. I will be here with you until 10 a.m., 10 a.m., and uh, we will have a lot coming up. For example, at the top of the hour, uh, we will talk about uh, Barbara Walters, the pioneering uh, journalist, dead at 93. We will take you back to October 4th, 1976. October 4th, 1976. And, of course, Barbara Walters was one of the first women to establish herself as a heavy-hitting broadcast journalist in an industry dominated by men. So her first show with Harry Reasoner, we'll let you hear the open Barbara Walters on October 4th, 1976. That's coming up during the eight o'clock hour, 8 a.m. hour right now. And of course we are also dealing with the fact of uh, Pope Benedict the 16th, who was in declining health um, has died at the age of 95 there are so many issues, so many issues that we're going to get to. There, there's George Santos. There's the congressman-elect. His office has printed invitations to his swearing-in for Tuesday, which could be a no-no. I'll explain why. That's coming up. Lots of things. In Oregon, a toddler with her parent. And it's something that New Yorkers could relate to. With her parent, 
and they're waiting for the train to come, and they're on the platform, and some nut gets up behind the toddler who is on the white line, which is the danger zone to be for the when the train is coming, and she, you see this nut get up off the bench and push the toddler onto the tracks. And the toddler falls face first onto the tracks. A little girl in Oregon. Thank God the people were able to get her back up. The world that we live in. And it's something that we can relate to because it happens, you know, Michelle Go, the Asian American woman. We're going into a new year, brand new year for all of us. There is no new year for Michelle Go, the Asian American woman that was pushed in front of a train and in New York City and did not survive. Let's go to the back to the telephone calls at 7.56 a.m. Dominic Carter in for James Golden. Let's go to Terry. Terry in Queens. Good morning, Terry. What's on your mind? Man, Dom, I, I wish I had your energy. You're unbelievable. Now we got you in the mornings. It's great. Um, that guy, Tony, sounded like Lionel when he called in that guy. Um, I'm in Bayside, Queens, and I know you're familiar with the whole city, Dom. And I'm just wondering, with all the crime in the city and the people in the city who are just, I, I think they're just they're, they're apathetic. They just don't understand uh, the crime situation here. And some people just don't care. They will say they'll shrug their shoulders. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, that's the way it is and stuff. And, I, I you know, I, I can't accept that. I, I know the, the, some of the council people, uh, going around telling the uh, elderly people and the and the naive people, don't call the police if you are a victim of crime or if you see a crime. Um, so I, I just think the city is a nut house. I mean, I hear the word left wing from the president, uh, leftists, but to me it's like it's really a nut house if you live here. And uh, unfortunately, they're driving a lot of people out. A lot of my neighbors have left. And they're, and they're not all conservatives, so they're going to contaminate Florida. I guess that's all, that's also part of the game plan, I think. And I really think the uh, the hard left are lunatics. And Dom, I just I just don't know what to do. I just think if we would have voted for Pat Buchanan in '96, we would have been still living in America. Is this Steve from Manhattan? No, not Steve from okay. Manhattan. I know he brings up. No, I know he brings up Buchanan a lot, but I, I supported him too. So did. Uh, Miss Ryan, who comes on Sunday morning, this beautiful, smart woman, she supported him. I know the people who did, they're great, but um, unfortunately, a lot of people have, that's one of the biggest regrets in their lives. Okay, I got it, I got it. Thank you, thank you for the call, Terry. I, I, I appreciate it. Dominic Carter here with you on this Saturday morning. Let's go to Frank and Elizabeth, New Jersey. Good morning, Frank, what's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. You're born in Italy. God bless you, sir. Let me <laughs> Same tell you to you. Same to you. Thank you, sir. It's my birthday today, too. I'm 69. Happy birthday, man. The big 6'9". Happy birthday. Hey, hey, Frank, Thank I you. want you to do me a small favor. Since it's your birthday, yes. I, I don't want uh, to rush you on this Saturday morning. Please do me a favor and just hold on. Yes. I've got to take a break, okay? Just hold Absolutely. on. And, Frank, I'm going to, hey, birthday boy, I'm going to come right back to you. I promise. You are on fire. Uh, you are you. on fire. Thank you, Frank. That is greatly appreciated. Uh, but everything that we do here at WABC is because of 
the great leadership that we have, and I'm serious about this, from John and Margot Katsimatidis. It is time for a break. Dominic Carter here with you on this Saturday morning in for James Golden. I'll be right back. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And Dominic Carter here with you. Good morning, folks. Good morning. 8.03 a.m. 8.03 a.m. Great to be here with you. We see all the telephone calls. We will get to them in just a moment. We are waking up to the headlines of Pope Benedict XVI, who was in declining health, has passed away at the age of 95. Pioneering journalist Barbara Walters, dead at 93. I'm going to, in a second, go back to Frank in Elizabeth, New Jersey, the birthday boy, age 69, in a moment. But first, in reference to... Barbara Walters, she was a true legend, a true legend. I want you to listen to this. October 4th, 1976, 1976, Barbara Walters making history, a woman sitting on the anchor set with uh, Harry Reisner. Most of you watching tonight are loyal viewers of Harry's and of ABC News. I hope, too, that some of you are friends from my early morning days at NBC. I've missed you. And there may be others of you tuning in for the first time out of curiosity, drawn by the rather too much attention and overblown publicity given to my new duties and my hourly wage. It is to you that I'd like to take a moment for a personal note. Harry and I are going to bring you the essential information you need to cope with the world today. We're going to do a news program. I hope, too, to give you a closer look at the people who are the shapers of these news events. I find interviews a way to do this, and I will do them in this program when they're relevant. Wow. You have to respect. You have to respect. She's one of the best to ever do it. You may like the view. You may hate the view. No Barbara Walters, no view. She started the program and in latter years served as executive uh, producer. And, of course, it is the last day of the year coming up at midnight. At midnight, we all know what that means. Twenty twenty three will ring in, and Curtis Lewa will be here to ring in the new year with his night with his wife, excuse me, uh, Nancy Slewa. You want to keep it here at WABC. Coming up, of course, at ten a.m. At ten a.m., I'll be here until 
that time, Larry Cutlow, on this Saturday morning, 8.06 a.m., and somebody is having a birthday. Frank, in Elizabeth, New Jersey, 69. Is that correct, Frank? Yes, sir. Good morning, America. God bless America, the greatest country in the world. God bless our veterans, Elizabeth Police Department, Elizabeth Fire Department, and EMS. We have one of the greatest first responders in the state. And, sir, you are now one of my top three on the radio. You are doing a (laughs) tremendous job. Hey, hey, Frank, just hold on for a second. Just pause for a second and listen to this. And Frank, Frank, wow. that, that is wow. for you. That is for you. Wow. It's your birthday, friend. I'm, wow, I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm honored. I'm blessed. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great new year coming up, a happy one, a healthy one, and a wealthy one. And I want you to keep inspiring us and opening up our minds into what really is going on, whether we like to hear it or not. Right. And, and, and as far as Trump, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, Frank. As go far ahead. As, Trump, as far as Trump's taxes go, let's see Nancy Pelosi's taxes. Let's see Chuck Schumer's taxes. Let's see all their taxes and all the shady deals that they're doing behind us. Trump is and was the greatest president that America's ever had. And we'll vote for him again. But the problem that we have now is election fraud. All of some parts of America, you know it and I know it, that we have election fraud. Now, what do you think can we do about this? You know, Frank, that's the million-dollar question. Um, All all we can really do is scrutiny, from my point of view, keep our eyes open and be active about the electoral process and um, keep an eye on on our lawmakers. We we should be doing that anyway. And, 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 Frank, we have to vote, man. We have to vote. There's no other way around it. There's no other way. If you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain. But listen, birthday boy, birthday boy, I want want you to have a wonderful day. Uh, You're going to be in my mind. uh, You're going to be on my mind all day. I want you to enjoy it, man, and, you know, do do something that's – what are you going to do, Frank? And then i got to move on to all the other calls. A family in the police department, was it police, and they invite me uh, over the house, and uh, they they make a little cake for me and wish me happy birthday. And Elizabeth uh, Fire Department last night threw a little party for me in the fire fire department, but they had – they were going in and out. They barely had a time to eat. Right, right. Well, we're glad that the fire department and and Elizabeth decided to honor you on your birthday. Thank you very much, Frank. And you, and you you have a uh, a great, great, great day, my friend. Let's see here. Let's go to uh, Ken in New Jersey. Good morning, Ken. What's on your mind on this Saturday morning? Good morning. Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, uh, yes, I want to talk about George Santos. Go and, for it. Um, he, uh, yeah, he used misrepresentation to help get elected. It was a tough seat to win. And uh, I'm finally glad to see it, it happening, fighting fire with fire. Since the, Clinton, since the Clintonian era started, <clears throat> I've heard nothing but lies. Excuse me. I've heard nothing but lies coming from the podium in the executive mansion. Okay, and, so so wait, Ken. So so you're not offended. You're not offended uh, at the allegations against Mr. Santos. I am not offended. 
He's over the top. He's a little bit to call himself, but he admitted to it readily. Unlike he, the, uh, he, he, he admitted to it once he was caught, Ken. Big difference. Yeah, was, yeah once he was caught. But, like, instead of, uh, like, for instance, the guy from uh, Connecticut. Uh, Blumenthal. Blumenthal, Connecticut. You had it right, the senator. It took a little arm twisting to get it out of him. And, okay. Uh, what I'm talking about, and uh, and it's time we start uh, we start using tactics because it, the, these people are stealing elections. Okay, Ken, and, I, I appreciate your call. I, I got I got your point, but what I'm worried about, Ken, and I thank you. But what I what I worry about is that if we continue along this path, and before George Santos ever came along, this was my point. No, don't look at me. Look at them. No, don't look at me. Look at the other side. Let's break it down more in a way that everybody understands. Democrats say, no, 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 no. Don't, don't look at us. Look at the Republicans. The Republicans go, no, 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 no. Don't look at us. Look at the Democrats. So where, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? And the fact of the matter is uh, the caller mentioned Santos, so let's, let's go there. This all started with the uh, New York Times uh, expose, December 19th, that called into questions claims he made about attending Baruch College, working at Goldman Sachs, and saving thousands of dogs and cats for an animal rescue charity. Apparently, none of it was true. None of it was true. Lies about his resume, And what does he call them? He calls them embellishments. He calls them embellishments. And now the latest news this morning on this Saturday, and folks, I do see your calls. We see all the calls. I promise you I'm going to make sure because we have another hour and 50 minutes that we get to every single one of these calls. I promise you. Just bear with me here as, as we are on the last yeah, day of the year, yeah, as we are on the last lead. day of the year of 2023, 2022. And we apologize for that little technical area there. But um, Santos, George Santos appeared on, uh, he appeared on Cats at Night with John Katsimatidis. It seems so long ago, but... The interview with Mr. Katsimatidis was the first one that went worldwide that that uh, Mr. Santos uh, appeared on. And here is what he told John Katsimatidis earlier this week. Anything else you want to tell uh, all Americans, all New Yorkers? I think it's simple. Uh, I think I thank all of the people who have been reaching out and stuck by me this entire time. In, in these times is when you really know who has your back. And I have had an immense amount of support, and I really want to thank each and every person. And I want to make sure that if I disappointed anyone by resume embellishments, I'm sorry. And I will deliver to you on everything I campaigned on because it's still the same guy, still the same message, still the same priorities. And God bless the United States, and God bless all of you. And thank you, John, for having me here. That interview went worldwide earlier this week here on WABC with the congressman-elect. Uh, and many of your newspapers around the country uh, picked it up. 
But now the latest, the latest allegation, and there's one allegation after another, after another, after another. Mr. Santos, his, uh, his team is advertising for between, on the invitation, between $100 and $500. You can get a bus trip to Washington, have lunch, attend the swearing-in ceremony, and a campaign-led tour of the Capitol grounds. One, uh, if it's at the Capitol, that's a big no-no uh, in terms of ethics. That's that's number one, and it, it's it's just it's just one thing after another. It's just one thing after another with Mr. Uh, Santos. And uh, I, I have to be blunt on this Saturday morning. He's not going to make it. He may be in Congress for a few months. He's going to be sworn in on Tuesday. But he's looking at three investigations from the Nassau County District Attorney, the Republican District Attorney, and Donald Lee, from the Eastern District of New York by the feds and the New York State Attorney General Letitia James. Then there's the question of additional scrutiny for a series of questionable uh, expenditures, if you will, made by his campaign. Based on the documents, Mr. Santos spent $11,000 to rent a suburban house in Huntington, Long Island, claiming it was lodging for staff. The New York Times recently reported again. But neighbors said Santos himself was seen living there. It is illegal for a candidate to spend campaign funds on their own personal expenses. Then... The campaign spent more than $40,000 on air travel, according to the Times, which is way beyond what a typical campaign, local congressional campaign, spends. Another $30,000 was spent on hotels across the country and 14000 on car services. And perhaps the biggest problem, besides explaining uh, this um, $700,000 loan from himself to his campaign, even though two years prior his income was only uh, $50,000, on, on his campaign forms, the disclosure forms, there are a lot of uh, charges for $199.99, which is just below the $200 threshold where receipts are required. I've got to take a break, but before we do so, let's go to Gary in Connecticut. Good morning, Gary. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Mr. Carter. I'm so glad that you took my call. I just want to first and foremost wish you a very happy new year and continued good health for same, the year 2023. Same, same to, to you, you and your, and family. your entire family. Thank you. Very kind I of really you. enjoy listening to you um, almost more than anybody else on that station. And I hope that in year 2023, I'm not going to make a comment on the politics uh, today, but I just want to say that I hope in 2023, because I'm an avid listener to that station, uh, that um, Mr. Katsimatidis uses you far more than you are being used. Hopefully he even gives you your own um, uh, your own program on there, and I love the way you take calls, and you you are so polite and so uh, congenial to the callers, as is Mr. Golden, who you're filling in for today. Yes. I also enjoy yes. him. But uh, I hope that you get your own program. There are a couple of voices on there that are just overused. 
I'm not going to mention names at all. I don't do that, but um, I just hope that uh, I love the way you uh, handle the issues. You're so intelligent and well, common you. sense, and uh, Gary, I want to wish you. you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Best of wishes to you, Gary. Happy New Year. Folks, uh, we, we, we have a lot of calls, and uh, I've got to take a break. I've got to take a break. Dominic Carter in for James Golden uh, this morning on this Saturday at 818 a.m., 818. Good morning, good morning, good morning. When we come back, we're going to Queens, Stanhope, New Jersey, Long Island, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Colorado Springs, and Manhattan. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air, 77 WABC. And informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air, 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic Carter, back with you here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls. We have uh, tackled thus far the disgusting practice that was done yesterday, politics at play as Democrats dropped Trump's taxes. Just remember his prediction that it cuts both ways. Remember that, folks. We're going to have to document history here. We are dealing with uh, uh, the issue of uh, Congressman-elect George Santos. There are a number of issues. Pope Benedict XVI, we all know, was in declining health. He has died at the age of 95. Pioneering journalist Barbara Walters is dead at the age of 95. Three, And so on the Cats Roundtable earlier this week, Congressman-elect Santos, the first interview that he did, appeared on the show of the owner-operator right here on these microphones of WABC, John Katsimatidis. And I want you to hear, I want you to hear part of the interview in which, as he was discussing his quote-unquote resume embellishment, we just played that for you uh, a minute, that's what he's calling his lies, he he pivoted, if you will, as a possible explanation to his tough upbringing. And, and, and the fact is, uh, your opponent should have, uh, uh, if he thought there was something wrong, should have uh, uh, done his homework and said it before the election and not, uh, not after you win. Well, not only that, John, something that I tell everybody constantly is I've always been very proud, and I've always made many jokes. I'm the kid who came from a basement apartment in Jackson Heights in, New- in Queens. I was born in abject poverty. My family had various ups and downs. I had my personal ups and downs. I saw through that my mother received her terminal cancer treatment care all the way to the end until she died inside our home in, in, in hospice home in home hospice care. It wasn't easy. Financially it wasn't easy. I was twenty seven years old. 
you know, I was just getting started at like the good part of my career, and I was taking care of my very old mother, who gave her would have given her life for me. So yeah, I had financial struggles and difficulties in my life, just like everyone else. But it's things like the New York Times and the elitist institution of the New York Times that make a front page cover calling me George Santos and his odd jobs. I worked proudly at a call center when I was younger. That's not an odd job. That's a hard earning income blue collar job that elitists at the New York Times look at. So that is uh, Mr. Santos, the congressman elect, but the big issue, and we see your calls on a number of topics. We're going to start with that in just a second. I want you to listen to this last clip of the congressman elect, because this part is important. When he was talking to John Katsimatidis earlier this week, the money, the moolah, he says that he donated excuse me, he loaned his campaign or gave his campaign $700,000, even though two years prior he only made $50,000. Folks, doesn't pass the smell test. It's not going to work with prosecutors. That's why I'm saying that he's not going to make it in Washington. He will be sworn in in defiance on Tuesday. McCarthy needs his vote to become speaker, but after that, Republicans are going to put him on ice. And so he was asked on the program, the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show, about the loan, the the $700,000 that he provided to his own campaign. Last question, um, the $700,000 you put into the election, was that your money? That is the money of that I paid myself through my company, DeVolder Organization doesn't pass the smell test. I'm sorry. Does not pass the uh, smell test. And um, it is 8.26 a.m. I was listening in between the commercial breaks to a uh, a promo from uh, Greg Kelly. And it was so accurate because Greg said that we have uh, basically legalized shoplifting. And we have. We have. Look at what's going on in our country. The other day I walked out of the uh, studio here and I needed to go to the pharmacy to pick up some allergy allergy medication. So I walked the three blocks up and uh, found a Dwayne Reed or something like that. And it was so sad because everything in the store was locked up. And I'm a person that doesn't have much time. And so I I almost want to rack my head against the shelf because I've got to stand there now and wait 10 minutes to get some staffer to come unlock the item. And that is the world that we live in. Steve in Brooklyn, good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Yes, uh, the matter of Santos. The word embellishment, also called an ornament, is from music, and it means a an elaboration and enhancement of beauty and rich content. Um, what Santos has done is called pathological lying. Um, ironically, I think in the matter of him, an opportunity may be coming up for a positive, believe it or not. Um, I think that since a Republican um, investigator is going after him, it gives the, the right of center a chance to say to left, okay, we have actually gone after one of our own. Now, we invite you, the left, to do the same in the matter of investigating similar things on the right. After all, 
We are, you're always talking about your goodness on the left side. How about you investigate, now that we have done so, by example, as a precedent, we are going after our own. When are you now going to do that? Now, it's hard to picture them being ethical enough to do it, but at least pre it presents us with a reasonable um, request from reasonable people on the right. And by the way, I appreciate the fact that you bring gentlemanly intelligence and kindness to a, a harsh world. Well, Steve, I, I appreciate the call and the point that you're making uh, is what a, a number of uh, people have said. So I, I, I'm listening to it, and I, I just don't know about, about the politics in our country. So I'm looking at a text from a friend uh, who's a friend of the program. Her name is Tammy. And she basically is echoing what you said, but she issued this uh, earlier. And she says it's time Republicans start playing dirty just like the left does. And so it, it basically, Steve, that's what you're telling me? It, it is true. It, the, the option of playing dirty just makes everybody uh, get dirty in the sandbox. Yes. What we're trying to do in this country is to elevate ourselves intellectually and from a humane standpoint. And though it's extremely ugly, that we've reached a low watermark. There's no question about it. But there are tons of decent people, such as yourself, we, we feel really aggrieved, but we're trying to make our world better, not to, to add to the ugliness. Amen. 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 The award goes to Steve from Brooklyn. Thank you for the call, Steve. Dominic Carter here with you folks on this Saturday morning at 830. I'm in for James Golden. We are going to take a break. When we come back, when we come back on this Saturday, the last day of the year, more of your telephone calls. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. And good morning, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm in for James Golden. James has the morning off, 8.33 a.m., 8.33 a.m. on this Saturday morning. Before I even introduce the next topic, we see all the calls, so why don't we deal with some of the calls before we move on? Let's begin with Dom in Minnesota. Good morning, Dom. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, thanks for taking my call. I'm a great admirer of yours. Um, you know, George Sam Bankman Freed Santos and Elizabeth Cherokee Pocahontas are the little people of politics that come and go and are inconsequential to the long-term impact of the country. You know, like Rush used to say, hey, politics is the showbiz for the ugly. Unfortunately, it's the three Vs that are running and ruining this great country. Big business, bloated bureaucracy, and blowhard politicians. The more compromised the politician is, the easier it is to control them. Case in point, Joe Laptop, Hunter Biden. The Republicans have their rhinos, so the Democrats have their dinos, Democrats and Nancy only, unfortunately. That is the challenge in trying to fix many of our country's problems. 
The Democrats, unfortunately, need a perpetual problems, social chaos, and low information voters to stay in power. And the Republicans need both principled conservatives and rhinos to stay in power and govern. In my opinion, I think Donald Trump is the only person who interacted and understood both these ideas, uh, both liberal and conservative, while running into business. He said so in so many words. So he was the best person to navigate the swamp and, you know, set it right for both parties. The only one thing he did in his first term is to create the environment. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, no, I was going to say go ahead, Dom. Go, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the one thing Donald Trump did in his first term is to create the environment for a fighting spirit for any politician willing to follow it without regard to being reelected. And many like, you know, DeSantis are the beneficiaries of this approach. So in my opinion, as voters, we the people need to get really educated about every single person we vote for. But unfortunately, people don't listen to shows like yours and others so that they can get informed. They're too busy earning a living, and when the government throws money at them, they're saying, okay, I'm good, happy, I'm going to vote for this guy. That is the sad part of this whole thing, in my opinion. Well, Dom, I, I appreciate your call, and the problem is, I, is what, as I have consistently said, is what I call the Kim Kardashian effect. Everybody wants their 15 minutes. Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants to be the star on Instagram, Twitter. For example, AOC. AOC is the, the prototype definition of what I'm talking about. Stands for absolutely nothing except for we the people. We the people. And, and, and her district is so poor and she hasn't done a damn thing. But the left hold her up as, as some great trophy. And thank you for the call, Dom. I hope you enjoy this last day of 2022. Dom is right calling from, uh, Minnesota about the politics in our country. And I, I, this Santos, uh, matter. I mean, Listen, I, I I have to be honest. This man is a pathological liar, and he's been a pathological liar for a very, very long time. One of the latest news stories is that six years ago, Santos claimed to have been mugged on his way to pay $2,200 in back pay, back rent, on his queen's apartment, according to court eviction records, but the NYPD has no record of the attack. And so I I, I don't know, folks. I, on this one, I, I really don't know. Oh. And, and, and what do you think scam artists are, 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 are saying to themselves watching the Santos effect? What do you think they're saying? They're saying, game on. If he did it, I can do it. And so Dom in Minnesota was right. We do have to pay much more attention to our politics. Not just complaining, but to our elected officials. And and that's why 
as I've said repeatedly, that's why I'm a registered Republican. Because there will not be, for me or my family, a knee-jerk reaction of just voting for Democrats. It's not going to happen. Each race, which one of you two represents, which one of you two represents my best interest? Which one of you two candidates is going to keep more money in my pocket in terms of my taxes? Which one of you two is going to stop talking that garbage to progressives, telling them that they're the victims so you can go rob somebody and get away with it? Which one of you two is going to say law and order? If you commit this crime, you are going to go to prison. That's the one that has my vote. In a moment, I'm going to go to Sandra in New Jersey. But first, let's go to Don. Don in Colorado Springs. Good morning, Don. Dominic Carter here with you and for James Golden. What's going on? Happy New Year and congrats to WABC and what uh, James C. is doing, uh, John C. is doing for the station. I do want to talk about Trump and the tax records. Definitely. This is something very important, and I agree it's going to set a precedent. I mean, the Democrats feel no problem because they'll go after anybody they dislike and intimidate them or whatever. And basically, you know, I think Donald Trump is hurting himself whenever every time he runs his mouth and all that, and, and, and the uh, public in general is saying no. But Lagouche slash the left is still afraid of him. I mean, I have Rob Reiner, the meathead, still saying, throw him in jail, throw him in jail with every tweet he puts out. That shows you they're still afraid of him, and they're hoping that the tax records will will, will shut up Trump once and for all. And, and like I said, they're still afraid of him. But let Trump keep doing what he's doing, and the public will do their job for them. Well, it, it does, because at the end of the day, Don, and, and you're right, at the end, of, it's not going to stop Trump. <laughs> and no, of course and, and, not. And at the end of the day, it's in it's in the hands of we the people, no matter what the politicians say. And that's what I'm trying to get people to and yes, understand. And, yes, they will try to do this to Ron DeSantis, who's maybe a little more Reagan-esque, and others who may come across Reagan-esque in the future. So, yes, that is the uh, downside to what they've done to Trump. But it shows you that the Democrats are in desperation to to uh, move forward with their agenda and vision for the country and states in general. And they want to be seen as the party of the people and all of that, when in reality, as you well know, they've, they've always been a party of absolute power. And that does appear to be the case, Don. Thank you. Thank you uh, for the call. And the the problem that I have with Democrats right now is that to the people that can least afford it politically, they're feeding them a bunch of hot air. And unfortunately, the people don't seem able to cut through the fog, to cut through the smoke and see what's really going on and that this person is not really in your best interest. That's the biggest problem that I have, that I have. And thus that brings in Black Lives Matter. Huge problem that 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 you know and I've told this story before. I'm about to go to Sandra. 
I, I, I had never seen anything like this before in my life. At the height of the Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, and George Floyd, you know, it shouldn't have happened what happened to him, but George Floyd was not a Boy Scout. We have to be honest. George Floyd was not somebody that our children should be looking up to. There, I said it. People don't want to be honest. They want to do murals of George Floyd, and and he's a saint of the black community. He's not a saint. He's not. Come on, let's cut the crap. Let's be real. And so, like, like I said, and I'm going to Sandra in just one second in New Jersey on this Saturday morning, 8.43 a.m., 8.43 a.m. I'll never forget, I'm in Walmart. And I, over the loudspeaker, and I'm walking around, and this is upstate, well, maybe about 45 minutes from the city of New York. And the CEO's voice, and this was the height of the NFL, uh, you know, with their messages and so on, and um, and uh, the quarterback and the knee and so on. And um, Kaepernick and and the announce the the CEO of uh, Walmart, uh, some top official comes on and he goes, I'll never forget this. And he goes, we at Walmart, we care about the black community. We care. Black lives do matter. And I and I'm looking up into the sky and I'm like, I'm here to spend my money to purchase goods to go back home. And I just couldn't believe what I was listening to, folks. I just could not believe it. Okay, Sandra, New Jersey, good morning. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning. You are on my mind. I have to tell you something. Last week, well, this past week, I've been listening to you, and and I fell in love with you. And I looked you up, and I wanted to hear more of you. And I saw, oh, my God, from 1 to 3 in the morning, how could I do that? I'm sleeping at that time. So I was really sad that the week was over, and I wake up this morning, and here you are, and I oh, wake up like a, like a light. I was so happy. So I wanted to first tell you that, that I really, really love you. You're, 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 you're very special. Secondly, you mentioned Greg Kelly, and, you know, I ordered his book, and it's on its way. It's called The Jury Is Out, and it's all about law enforcement, and you brought up the shop listing. It's becoming allowed. I bet you that might even be in his book. I'm sure he'll touch on that. And then I wanted to mention, so I'm recommending everyone get that book. Yes, And then last I wanted to talk, right? Yeah. And then last I wanted to say about the tax returns, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, like they were saying on, on, on the news, you know, how did Nancy Pelosi get so rich working in the, in the White House? How did Biden get so rich working in the White House? I don't know. So maybe we ought to look at their tax returns, too. But it's not right to do that with anyone's tax returns. Like, like um, what was her name said yesterday? Judy. That's supposed to be a private thing. But Hey, hey Sandra, you, you want to talk about private, right? You want to talk about private. How would How would any man feel if a law enforcement agency... The FBI raids their home and goes through his right. wife's personal belongings. Oh, horrible, humiliating, a horrible thing. There's no question. And, Look, and, and the former first lady of the United States. 
I know. Oh, my God. I would have thrown out all my clothes. I don't want them anymore. I get all new stuff with those hey, Sandra, Sandra, crazy people. What? Sandra, so, what? So, so I love you, too, but, but, but here, oh. here, here's what I want to ask you before, before we move on here, and I've got to take a commercial break. So I've heard I I've heard the saying, what's good for the goose, good for the gander. I've heard that maybe mm-hmm. a thousand times. But do you know the right. origin of that, where it came from? I'm just curious. No, I, no, I do not. Would you tell me? <laughs> no, because what normally happens no. is women will roll their eyes at men and go, well, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, and that kind of puts <laughs> us in check. You know, that kind of puts us in check. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. That's so funny. Uh, Dominic, you have to, I wish you would get a show during the day also. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say thank you and best. How are you bringing in a new year? Uh, what are we like? What am I doing? You mean yes, I'm going to yes. my friend and my, I'm going to my friend's house and we're, we're ordering nice food and we're keeping it simple and, and, and being grateful to be here and looking forward to a better new year. Yes, well, that that sounds wonderful, and we hope you have a great 2023. Thank you very much, and we appreciate your call. Thank you. Let's go to uh, George in Rockland County, New York. Good morning, George. Dominic Carter in for James Golden at 8.47 a.m. Good morning, Dominic. It's always a great honor and pleasure for me to listen to you, and I like Thank to, you. Thank I you. like kind of a... A repeat was other caller said yesterday and the lady before me, which was really charming lady, um, the, you should really have a spot uh, during the day. As a German yesterday mentioned, maybe an arrangement can be made that some of Sid uh, Rosenberg's time can be devoted to you, but I know you don't want to touch it. So, But I, as a caller, can mention it. Okay? Hey, George, George, let, let me just tell you this. Um and and I say this sincerely, with all my heart, I, I I greatly enjoy what I do. I really do. I work for two amazing Americans. I can't go into all the things privately that they do for people. It would be inappropriate for me to, to mention the things that John and Margot Casamitidis do. But let me be clear. Let me be very clear. I am here in this seat for a reason. It's not because I just said, oh, let me go to WABC. It, it, it was John and Margot Katsimatidis that gave me the opportunity. And, and honestly, George, look me in my face. I, I sat there in a meeting with both of them. And Mrs. Katsimatidis said, Dominic, we just took over. And I shouldn't even repeat this because I, I, you know, I don't know if I have a permission to repeat it. But she said, Dominic, we just took over ownership of WABC we are going to figure this out with you. And so it, it is It is wonderful working for them. Um, I was thinking about this, George, as I was going home uh, yesterday. So, so much is made about race relations in this country. And if, if you notice here at WABC, you have me, you have uh, James Golden. They have two African-Americans and prominent <clears throat> excuse me, prominent positions. And what they do, the Casamitidis family, from son to daughter to father to wife, in terms of one of their biggest charities happens to be the Police Athletic League, which was a big program for me growing up, being raised by my grandmother without a father in the Bronx and was often hungry, 
uh, with no money. And they are helping kids, George, and I, I didn't really want to get caught up about the Casamitidis, but they are helping children, all children, but in particular children that look like me. And so they're just wonderful people, and, and it's not about me. It's about them, uh, John and Margot Casamitidis, because to sit down with them, you wouldn't even know they're billionaires. They, they interact just like regular people, and that's the way they carry themselves. But go ahead, George. I've got to take a break after you. Okay, I just want to say something about the Casimatidis. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounce uh, the name. You got it right. Go ahead, George. Okay. okay, you know, I feel I'm very grateful that they decided to invest in this radio station. I think they sound like a really fine people. I do listen to him in his 5 o'clock show you know, on Sunday mornings or so, and I think he does a phenomenal job uh, how he runs his piece how he's interact, and what you're saying is absolutely right. And, again, I wish them all the best. I hope they'll be running and owning the station for many, many more years. And I really appreciate the fact that they put talents such as yourself and others to do, uh, to do the program here, okay? And, frankly, you know, I, I, I know it's a big deal, and people always talk about race. To me personally, I don't care. I really don't care race, religion, and creed or whatever, okay? To me, it's a talent of an individual. And they put here a number of very talented people here, but that doesn't mean that you cannot kind of a, a tweak as a scheduling, as a programming here, and bring somebody such as yourself. I know that you relegate to late at night. Uh, not too many people can stay so late, and you're... A point of view is valuable. It would be nice if it could be, be made more accessible. Well, I, I, George, I, I appreciate your call and uh, thank you, thank you very much. Hey, George, did, did, did we lower George or, or he just stopped talking there? Okay, George, are you still there? Yes, yes. Okay, I just want to talk about the New York Times. Okay, okay, okay. Well, George, George, you, you know what? It, it's it's Saturday, so so we're going to do it. But just do me a small favor here. Yes, sir. Let me take a break. Let me take a break. Uh, and you hold on for a second. And I, I believe you want to tee off against the New York Times. And that's fair. And we'll let you do that. Dominic Carter in for James Golden on this Saturday morning at 8.52 a.m. We'll be right back. And we are back. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm not bad. You guys are bad. You guys, and I mean bad in a good way, bad in a great way. We are here, 8.55 a.m. on this Saturday morning. I'm Dominic Carter, in for James Golden. And coming up in the 10 o'clock hour, the great Larry Cutlow. I enjoy listening to him. I just wish I had that deep, 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 deep voice like Larry. And the expertise to go along with it. I, I'm going to go back to George and Rockland. George, I got to tell you, and I, I got to make it quick because I, I have a bunch of other callers. I um, will do I, it. Uh, hey, but George, let me tell you this. So I've got another hour left, and then I'm headed back to Rockland County because that's where I live. And, and George, I just want to sit down today, right? And because I've never been one to stay up to bring in the new year. And I just want to light the fireplace. And I bought this new device, right? I'm a city kid from the projects of New York. So I, I've, they've always said, well, when you have your fireplace, if you don't want your heat 
to go up the chimney. So I had a fan. They said blow a fan. I had the fan blowing into the fire. And I just bought some device on Amazon where once the the temperature goes up, it runs, but you're supposed to put it apparently in front of the fireplace facing outwards. So if somebody knows about fireplaces, please give me a call because I have no idea what I'm doing. But, George, please go ahead. Okay, good luck with your new device, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so New York Times, okay? Uh, and I like to say uh, from the beginning, okay, this is strictly my opinion here, okay? I always view New York Times as a snobbish uh, publication that aims for specific, uh, for specific uh, point of view here. I believe that they are very much on the left spectrum of the political things there. I believe that they're using their notoriety uh, to many times smear uh, individuals and issues that they disagree with here, okay? And I think by this, they're no no more than a yellow publication here, you know, and they're continuously doing it. And unfortunately, uh, they, on some circles, they were moved up to a higher standard which they don't deserve here uh, which you know this is this is my view and uh, it's pity it's pity because they are really tainting fairness the way it should be by the media here and regarding uh, George Santos I just want to say one thing here okay, okay go ahead George but it's got to be quick because I got to move okay. on nobody's talking about Blumenthal that continue lying nobody's talking about Schiff that all the time lies here okay and so many other uh, uh, people on the democratic side they get a pass continuously a pass here and you know and and nobody and nobody uh, can say that Mr. Santos, whatever he said or didn't say here, okay, he's not any different than some of the others, and he could be one of the best uh, Congress I, I, people I, around. You and I disagree on that, George, but, but, but thank you for the call. And the reason why we disagree is that uh, the alleged lies are so extensive, so many, that I, I just don't see how it's possible that he could be a good lawmaker Maura in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Dominic. It is so good to hear you during the day. Um, I do uh, listen to you um, at night as well. Um, but uh, the reason that I'm calling is uh, regarding the same Mr. Santos. Yes. Um, has any? I don't know if anybody's brought this up or not, but I think you're right. I think he'll be sworn in and seated. Um, uh, will he not get a pension? Are there not? Uh, well, he, 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 he would not have served long enough to qualify for a pension. But, Mara, let, let me do this. I appreciate your call. I want you to hold on for one second. Please hold on uh, because I've got to take a break for the top of the hour. When we come back, Dominic Carter in for James Golden on this Saturday morning at uh, 9 a.m. We will go right back to Mara and we'll have more of your telephone calls. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Get money, so 
Good morning, folks. We are there in terms of we are headed into 2023 in just a matter of hours. Good morning to you on this Saturday a.m. at 9.03 a.m. I'm Dominic Carter in for James Golden. James has the day off. We see the telephone calls. I'm going to go back to Mora in Point Pleasant, New Jersey in just a second. I'm here uh, until the 10 a.m. hour when the great Larry Cutlow will be taking over the microphone. It's a day where Pope Benedict XVI, who was already in declining health, uh, the first pontiff in 600 years to resign, is dead at 95. Uh, Pioneering journalist Barbara Walters, dead at 93. I want you to uh, listen to this. It's in Italian, and I'll translate it in a second. But it is actually Pope Benedict the 16th from April 19th of 2005 Hanno eletto me un semplice umile lavoratore nella vigna del Signore And that's when he was elected following the death of Pope John Paul II um the cardinals uh he said have elected me a simple humble worker in the vineyard of the Lord. And so he was the leader of the Catholic Church during a turbulent time, uh, the sex scandal and so on, but um, he is he is gone at the age of 95. Okay, and, and there's Barbara Walters. We'll get back to that. But we want to hear from you folks. Maura, Point Pleasant, New Jersey, back to you. What's on your mind, Maura? Well, you know, um, I guess it was just I was thinking that maybe Mr. Santos would get some kind of long-term benefits, um, you know, and, and that was kind of like, mm, you know, maybe uh, he's not going to last very long. How long do you think he's going to last, Dominic? That's the great question, Maura. Um Part of me says, you know, it's interesting. Part of me says that um, he may not be sworn in, but then, mm. uh, but, 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 but he will be sworn in. And any leverage uh, in a criminal investigation, he will need to be a sitting congressman. He's going to need that leverage uh, in terms of something to bargain with. Um, if you may recall during the Spitzer um, investigation, Elliot Spitzer, yeah. Uh, he was never criminally prosecuted. Uh, he was, he was, um, the feds went after him. He just had to resign as, and I, I shouldn't say just, but he had to resign as governor of New York. And then there was, there were no criminal charges. So, uh, they need his vote, uh, McCarthy for speaker. After that, I, I, he's not going to be on any major committees. And right, the, right. The, the real question is when does the indictment come down? There are three investigators, investigations from different entities into Mr. Santos. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it doesn't, it does. Hey, Maura, I've got to move on, but how are you bringing in the uh, new year tonight? Oh, actually, very quietly. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do a Star Trek marathon. And, um, you know, just uh, I'm not really even sure what I'm going to eat, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to kind of like go off on, you know, out in outer space, you know, and just hope that 2023 is better. Right. Um, but Happy New Year to you, your beautiful family. And by the way, um, 
Mr. Katsimatidis uh, spoke uh, recently when he was, I think, with Curtis about his favorite candy bar. It was a Hershey bar. It's called the Golden Almond Bar, Dominic. Okay. And he said you can only get it in Hershey, Pennsylvania. But guess what? What? If you go online to the Hershey store, you can buy them and get them shipped to you. Wow. Now, what's the name of it again? Sure. Um, It is called uh, a Golden Almond Bar. It's made by Hershey. He said it was his favorite, but you could only get it there. But... You really can't. Just go go straight to Hershey because they give you a better deal. You can buy them on Amazon, believe it or not. But he's right. They are wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Maura. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for calling in. Have a great day. Thank you. So let's go from Point Pleasant to uh, New Jersey. Let's go to Mike, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Then we're going to go to Ralph in Manhattan. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, originally from Nassau County, and whenever I can, I listen to you at 12. And I got to tell you, uh, it doesn't surprise me the compliments you're getting because you've been in this business almost four decades. And let's go, Cortland. I'll leave it, you know, right now. But we'll go to <laughs> uh, everything you spoke about, I'm in agreement with. I still call them the donkeys and the elephants. Okay. And Biden is the most disgraciad donkey with all his comrades. You spoke about AOC, what we're going through, okay, and BLM and other people. uh, The board is wide open. I laughed when you mentioned BLM, Dominic, which is true. You know, uh, anybody who follows them, you know, lockstep, they get a green light to do whatever they want to cause havoc. We have enough problems with violence in the country, and uh, the board is being wide open. It's getting to the point where, you know, even the vice president, uh, they should uh, drop off a few more busloads of uh, immigrants, uh, excuse me, uh, good visitors to our good country. You know, uh, <laughs> rimshot, where's my drumsticks? I thought Bo was on because I was a drummer back in the day, and you, you know, it doesn't surprise me, Dominic. A round of applause. You treat everyone uh, with decency, and I like live theater. I even said on Frank's show, uh, you know, uh, uh, listening to people's opinions about everything. And at night, sometimes especially, you'll get callers. It's like the theater of the absurd was my drumsticks. Uh, Hey, Dominic, you got people on deck. Uh, A round of applause from me to you, and happy new year, you and your family. Right back Uh, at you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike, for Myrtle Beach. Yes, go Cortland Red Dragons. That's that's where I attended college uh, undergraduate. And the fact of the matter is it's one of the reasons why I greatly love this country. And let me be clear. I'm going to tell you why in a second. Um, so I, I, I was right out of graduate school uh, in um, 86, give or take. And a few months, and I'm in radio, and I'm immediately assigned to travel around the country covering the presidential campaign. I don't know left from right. And I was so tired from working 16, 17 hours a day, start out in New York, end up in Arizona within one day, that when I arrived back home one time, I literally got down on the ground because I I had spent uh, Thanksgiving 
or, or Christmas because my daughter, who's now 34, was only, what, two years old, and I had missed uh, uh, Christmas or, you know, I had to, I was lonely. I had to call home and talk to them. I'm in the Persian Gulf. And, and I got back home and I literally got on the ground at uh, the airport because I was back home in New York and kissed the ground. And the reason why I'm such a harsh critic of Black Lives Matter and um, things like that, because there's opportunity for everybody in this country, if you want it, if you're willing to work. I've made no bones about it. I'm out of the housing projects of New York City, did not have a single connection, and wanted to go to college and did not know, the first one from my family, how to do it, uh, didn't have the money, uh, didn't know anything about the process. It had taken me five high schools to graduate in just four years, um, in the four-year period. And then I went on to college and realized that I wasn't stupid because I thought I was very stupid and ended up graduating in just three years. And it was SUNY Cortland, the State University of New York, uh, College at Cortland, uh, which is between Binghamton and Syracuse, that took a shot with me. And um, I was part of a program where I was so fortunate and so blessed that uh, the first year I didn't have to take out a student loan. As a matter of fact, um, with with the stipends, I was basically paid change, you know, enough to survive to go to college. And towards my third and fourth year, I ended up having to take student loans and so on. But I'm so grateful. So when when the caller mentions, uh, he says, go Cortland Red Dragons, um, and it was a shock for me. It was a shock because once I got up there, you know, here I am from the housing projects in Throg's Neck, and I arrive in Cortland, New York, and I think there were maybe, maybe 20 black people on the entire campus. But I felt I felt welcomed. I was able to shine and do well. So I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunities, just like I'm thankful for being here at WABC. And I really am for the, for the, for the owners and the people that embrace me here. And it really is a family structure here at WABC. Okay. So let's go back to the telephone calls. I see Ralph in Manhattan wants to talk about race relations. I believe Ralph, good morning on this Saturday, 9.13 a.m., Dominic Carter and for James Golden. What's going on? Good morning, Dominic. Great to talk to you as usual. I'll tell you, I wonder how many people realize when they put you on the spot, mentioning other people's, uh, other hosts' names and uh, really should take their time slot, this type of thing, well-meaning as it may be, and I'm sure it is, and people mean the best most times anyway. You'd be surprised, but most times they do. I wonder how, how difficult it is for you to to kind of um, be good to them and be kind to them while sticking up for your colleagues and saying, I'm just happy to be on the air anytime slot because that's what we feel when we're on the radio. We're happy to get our point across. I just wish people would be a little bit more considerate and, um, you know, ease off that type of thing. It's a difficult thing to uh, to do to somebody. And, you know, you mentioned about the station. I, I want to get to race, but the, the station itself, you know, they, they call themselves, and I'll say this, you don't have to comment, not about a host, anything in particular, just the, the station, fair and balanced. We want to hear both sides. We want to be fair to everybody. In that vein, 
um, you should have on, not you personally, the station itself, hosts in general, should have on people of the far left. I mean the the guys from the and the guys and the gals from the you know way over there where you can't even see them. They're so far left. In order to create that balance that they're so. Uh, enamored with i think that would be the way to really make this station really thrive and really see some battles back and forth because frankly dominic who the hell wants to listen to somebody agreeing all the time the mutual admiration society the patting on the back constantly that's a little tedious after a while when you agree ralph he, he is the uh, exception i i take to your and thank you for the for the comments and the compliments he is the exception um Anyone that's followed my career knows that you never know what you're going to get with me. One day I may sound like a staunch Republican. The next day I may sound like a Democrat. And so I, I'm, I'm one of those that you have people like Congressman Anthony Weiner, a Democrat. Now you're going to say he's not far left. Okay, fine. But, but, and that's one of the things that I greatly enjoy about being here, Ralph. And I do want to go back to something else you said. That I'm not I'm not the type of guy that you put in a box. If you put me in a box, it's not it's not gonna work. Because if if you want black guy far left, I'm not your guy. Because I you know that's just not because I know the con games that are that are run by by half of these people. I've been doing this for forty years. Now let's go back to something you said, and I'll let you finish. Let's go back to something you said up top. So people think that they have a right. So because I'm a public figure, because Sid, you mentioned Sid, because Sid is a public figure, because we're all public figures, people think that they have a right to just say anything that they want. You don't. You 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 really don't. And so if I'm asked, uh, you mentioned Sid, Sid is the highly popular host of the morning show here at uh, WABC. And and that's the that's the way it is, period. So that's his spot. And, you know, I'll have my spot wherever the Casamitidis decide where I'm going. I'm in this with them. They are, those two are the people that I believe in. And whatever spot they tell me to go to, I'm happy to go to because they've earned that credibility with me. And I'm, I'm speaking from the heart. And, Ralph, I don't want you to feel that I'm avoiding anything you're talking about, so I'm going to toss it back to you to continue. Well, here, well, here's the thing, and again, well-meaning. I know people mean well for the most part, but they're so off base when they do that. I host a show down the dial, and I know how it feels when somebody says, well, you know, uh, you should have more time and get that other guy off the air that I can't stand. And it's all well-meaning, but it also is detrimental to the whole idea of camaraderie it, 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 between well, it, you. It, it's but true. Here's, here's, I'm, I'm going to let you finish, Ralph. Wait, it, it's true. It's true. So, so like for me, the the one thing that I don't like to be candid and honest with you is when I roll out of bed and I'm starting my day. And some, first of all, if you, if you, if, if a person comments on my family, you're done blocked immediately. I take, I take security extremely, extremely serious and personal. And so commenting on my kids or my wife or anything like that, you're done with me. It it is it is a bit tough when you for me when I start out my day and some clown that's hiding behind a wall that no one can see him or her and they think they have a right to say whatever that they want to say to me. 
So I'm going to be honest with you, Ralph. There's one person, I'm going to leave it at this, there's one person that when I get off today, I haven't had breakfast. I had to be here early this morning. I'm going to drive back to Rockland, light the fireplace, get my son to help me get the firewood, hope that I can put the fan on the right way this time, get something to eat, and I'm going to go boop and block somebody on Facebook. But please continue, and then i got to take a break. You know, those keyboard warriors are there in great numbers. They have uh, no guts when they're in person, but behind that keyboard, they are staunch, and they are, man, they are warriors, as I mentioned. I, I'll, I'll avoid the race thing because it's too, it's too long, but I'll end in this. The other day you showed your humanity talking about Santos. That's a difficult thing to do when everybody's at their, you know, they're, they're at their, his doorstep with the pitchforks, and everybody's just, they love when people gang up. I personally don't. I, I root for the underdog. Now, this guy's uh, psychologically damaged. You can't tell me, Dominic, that this guy doesn't need some serious help on a, on a couch somewhere with a psychiatrist. He, he, do, he, he does, Ralph. Been, he's, he's avoided. He's, he's been lying he's, for a very long time, and unfortunately, he may believe those lies. He may. So, so yes. But, but quickly, please, Ralph, conclude your comment. Yeah, when you when you believe them, it becomes so um, you don't even know when you're lying sometimes. But here here's the idea. This guy will not continue. Something will happen, Dominic. And you can go on with this when you come from off break. But so, something's going to happen where this guy cannot take office, uh, take the Congress with this sort of background, with this sort of uh, – you know, lies in in his uh, stead there. That's not going to work. It's, it just can't. How could you trust this man with anything after this? It, it's it's not going to work. Ralph, I, I, I appreciate the call. And let me just be clear. 99.9% of the comments that I receive are overwhelmingly positive. It's the people that want to put me in a box. Hey, black guy, you got to argue from the far left. What are you doing that you have a different opinion and that, that you don't see? Hey, you don't see the police as the enemy? You're not black? How could you be black and you don't see the police as the enemy? I don't see the police as the enemy at all. I see police officers that are heroes doing a job day in and day out. Firefighters, the funeral this week for that firefighter, a hero firefighter that his eight-year-old son had to speak at his wake. He died during a uh, training exercise. Listening to his son, it almost made me cry, to be honest with you. And it's not easy for me as a grown man, 58 years of age, to admit uh, that there are times that, um, that I cry too. With my upbringing that I've had, and this is not the time nor place for this, uh, with the tough upbringing that, that I had, and the uh, child abuse that I went through as a child. Uh, and, and I wrote about this in my book that I never, and that's why the book is called No Mama's Boy, because I was never a mama's boy, and I never wanted to cry, because I felt that if I ever started crying, I would never stop. And so that's why I have sympathy for Mr. Santos. This is not a blood sport. It, it's, it's, everything in life is, is viewed as, as a blood sport. This man has clearly has serious psychological problems. And as I said earlier this week, I don't want to see this man do something to hurt himself. Because we read about it every day where people can't take it anymore. And up in my area, they go to the Tappan Zee Bridge, now the Mario Cuomo Bridge, and decide to end it all. And so I'm getting the cue that I've got to take a break. And so I've got to do exactly that. Dominic Carter 
in for James Golden. Coming up at 10 a.m., Larry Cutlow, we will be right back with more of your telephone calls. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Saturday morning, 925, 925 a.m. I hope that coffee is good. I hope the toast is good. I hope the bacon and eggs are good or the turkey bacon and eggs are good. I haven't decided yet what I'm going to eat uh, for breakfast. But, um, you know, when, when you're diabetic, folks, please take care of your health. When you're diabetic, so when when I leave here, I went. I go up to um, to the Berry Center um, uh, at Columbia, and uh, the the uh, the doctor uh, said to me, Dominic, uh, you you got to deal with this now. Your sugar levels, you got to stop playing around. So I can't even enjoy regular bread. I can only eat uh, what was recommended to me by the doctors. I can only eat Dave's uh, killer bread which is the thin version. I can't eat. So basically, if you have two pieces of toast, I can basically, if you have one piece of toast, that's basically two for me that's cut in the middle. It's a thin piece of toast. And so that's the world that uh, that you deal with when you are um, diabetic. Take care of yourself here, folks. Let's see. Let's go to Anthony on Long Island. Good morning, Anthony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, how are you doing? Happy New Year to you, your family, everybody, the crew there, and uh, all the listeners. Thank you, Anthony. Um, right back at you. I'd like to say that uh, the one thing, the two things I learned from uh, the George Santos story is, number one, there's a two-tier justice system in the justice, uh, in the courts, and in the public opinion, because all the Democrats who have ever lied, the Democrats circled the wagon, and made you believe that it was true. And a, and a week later, a three-year host who was, who was ever complaining that, oh, she lied and she said this, they finally said, well, she must have had a point for doing what she's doing. The Democrats will always stick up to each other, for each other, and even if they get burned, look at Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner got burned by, his, by his, the Democrat Party, and yet if you say anything about him, he'll, he'll poke your eyes out with a, with a spoon. Because these these people have learned dedication. The Republicans immediately right out right out each other's throats, trying to trying to burn burn each other down. But the Democrats, you will never hear that. I mean, the, 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 but the Democrats also learn how to lie, and they also learn how to fight lies. So any day now, we're going to get the uh, parade of Blasey Fords coming out saying that George Santos slept with, you know, or raped all these women and so on and so forth. And the big mistake he made was admitting to what he did. The Demo- you never hear a Democrat admit to what they did, even when you present them with thousands and thousands of pieces of uh, evidence showing that they lied. That's how you know it's true. And you walk away saying, yeah, maybe it is. 
Well, Anthony, Anthony, wait, okay, so wait a minute now. So the New York Times, the New York Times does the story, and you've got leadership, Republican leadership in Washington. One, it it was a running joke to begin with about all the allegations that people knew they were there. How could Santos have ignored that? He had to respond. He had no choice. Well, when when Joe Biden lies and you and now everybody calls him out on him, you see him come back on the podium and say, "You know what? You guys are right. I lied." No, he tells you to shut up and take it, and he puts out his his uh, speaker to tell you that he was right and you were wrong, and you walk away saying, "Oh, maybe, maybe hey, they're right." You maybe. know what, Anthony? <laughs> you, you 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 got a point there. You 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 got a point there. I can't argue against that. Thank you so much for the call, Dominic Carter. Here with you in for James Golden on this Saturday, nine twenty nine a.m. The last day of the year. Okay, let's see with David in the Bronx. What David has to say on this day. Good morning, David. Hey, good morning, and happy New Year to you, Dominic. Same to you, um, David. I'd like to say something about this George Santos thing. And, you know, the last caller, this happens on both sides. Democrats don't have a monopoly on corrupt politicians that don't admit their sins. But um, on George Santos, what I think is going to be the final stage for him is federal prison. Because this financial stuff, the more that comes out about it, the more illegal it sounds. The way that he did these payments in, in increments to avoid being reported – that is very suspicious. And this guy apparently didn't even have much money until he started running for public office, which says a lot about the corruption in politics. You know, he was making at most $55,000 a year until he got involved in politics. And then all of a sudden, the guy is swimming in enough money that he could loan his campaign $700,000. What does that tell you? I, I, I'm very wary about where this is going to end up. And I, unlike you, I'm not concerned about his mental health because I think that someone like this is incapable of self-reflection, just listening to him, you know, deflecting this entire time. I mean, the guy hasn't really accepted responsibility. He says he has, but he really hasn't. You know, when you say, well, I did something, but the other guy did it worse, that's not accepting responsibility, is it? Well, it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough situation. So, Dave, I'm I'm looking at something here that says Rick from New Jersey, uh, Democrats are funded by Soros. So I know I know you've done this with me before. I want you to pause for one second. Don't go away. Don't go away. I want to listen to what Rick in New Jersey has to say. Hey, Rick, what's on your mind? How are you doing? Um, the Democrats and the rhinos are funded by Soros. So you can't ask them to do the right thing. They're not going to do it. But we can put them in jail for child abuse and genocide. And that's because of the global war, global warming scam. So, Rick, we 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 lost uh, David. Hopefully, he can call us back and get through um, uh, right away. But just summarize your point one more time for me. They won't co- cooperate, but we can put them in jail for child abuse. Wait, wait, who won't jail. cooperate? The Democrats and the Rhinos. Okay, so you said put them in jail for what now? For child abuse and genocide, Wait, for the child- global warming oh. scam, and mm. I can tell you how how it's connected. I can give you the facts. Yeah, no, 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 no. Rick, we we just don't have time for all of that uh, th- this morning. And so uh, David ha- is back on the line here. 
Let me um let me let me go to uh Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? All right. Now I really feel like I'm on New York one. What's on my mind is that the hard left is destroying Western civilization. Steve, Steve, wait, Steve, you say that every single time. Can you tell me something different for once? I've said plenty of of different things on the air. No, sometimes, sometimes you make a lot of sense, but, but, but oftentimes, Steve, 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 but oftentimes you try to act like you're the host of the show. And so if you could just tell me something different, then the hard left, it would just be refreshing. Can you tell me something different? Right, but the hard left, right? So no, is, so no, you're just going to keep going and ignore what I said. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Go ahead, Steve. All right. The Republican voters have to understand that the Republican Party and the people you elect will never do anything that you want unless you insist on them doing it. Just voting for them and making yourself feel good is not the way out of it. There are issues. You never hear these issues talked about on this station, all right? You don't hear them talking about ending the 65 Immigration Act, which rebuilt the Democratic Party, okay? You don't hear them talking about deporting people in this country illegally and people with visa violations and those countries lose visa privileges. You don't hear that. You don't hear them talk about race quotas, ever talk about that. That's off of it. We went from a merit system, which brought this country in the 20th century to the greatest country in the world. We're envied by everybody, even the filthy communists out there. Okay, all right, Steve, catch catch your breath, catch your breath. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do right now, I've been giving the the cue that I have to take a break. So I'm going to have you and David, you and David, interact with each other when we come back. Dominic Carter here with you in for James Golden. Stay with us, folks. And informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air, 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. We are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter with you on this Saturday morning. So I mentioned Steve and uh, David. So David in the Bronx, you heard what Steve uh, just said. What is your reaction? All right. Well, he mentioned racial quotas, which is another code word that is frequently used by people like him. When I told you that my niece was going to be going to an Ivy League college, you know, I actually debated whether I should even mention it because I knew that there are people out there who listen to this station who would be like, well, she got in because she was black and affirmative action. Let me tell people like this. Wait, 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 David, David, no one has, to my knowledge, no one has said that about your niece. It is wonderful that that she is going to. Wait, 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 wait. But you can't make things up. Did, did someone say that it's an affirmative action situation? Not yet, thank heavens. Okay, come on, okay. Dominic, you know that, listen. What, what do I know? Go ahead, there David. Are people, there are people who automatically assume anytime a black person gets into any prominent position or anything worthwhile, 
that it's because of affirmative action. or David, a And by David, the way, quotas David, no longer exist. David, I'm going back to Stephen one second, but let me let me put this question to you. With all due respect, why do you care so much what someone else has to say? Because I could care less with, with someone else. Unless you're my employer, <laughs> I could care less. With it. I Maybe because I have to have a tough skin because of what I do. But why do you care so much what others say? I don't care for me because, honestly, listen, I've had people call me all kinds of names on this uh, station and insult my intelligence and integrity and say that I'm putting out false information, which isn't true. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Talk radio ain't beanbag, like I told you before. So you, people can insult me all they want. But, you know, listen, and let me just tell you a quick story. No, it's I got it's got wait, wait, David. I don't have time for David. I have way too many phone calls. I don't have time for stories. Steve in Manhattan, you just heard okay. David. What's your reaction? Uh, first of all, my reaction is, uh, David, uh, you're talking to Steve from Manhattan. You are now in the major leagues of talk radio. And if you're going to deny that race quotas are used in this country, then you are just a bold-faced liar. That's what you are. They disguise it with a fancy name. They call it affirmative action. And people in this audience have lost promotions. They didn't get uh, accepted into schools and all kinds of government contracts because of racial quotas that are in this country. And it's been embedded in our society for the past 50 years. If you can't do it on the merit system, you know what you do? You find another job. You find another school. You get another career. Oh, okay, Steve. Against, all right, so, okay. against other Americans, all right? Okay, okay, okay Steve, we got it. Steve, Steve, you don't have to say it three times. We got it the first time. David, respond. All right. This is the problem with people like him. He's not acknowledging that there is still discrimination going on in this country. There is still employment. Listen. Uh, people don't think that I'm black when I speak to them on the phone. And because my father was Italian, I have an Italian last name. I can't tell you how many times, especially on Long Island where I grew up, where I called for a job. Oh, yeah, come on in. We're hiring. I show up. All of a sudden, the job is gone. And because of my naturally suspicious nature, I have somebody else call, and the job is still open. Okay? I ended up homeless once. Because we were supposed to move into a house, and my mom, who also didn't sound black, they didn't know that we were minority until my mom showed up for the signing, and then all of a sudden there were all kinds of problems, okay? This stuff still happens, and I don't think it's fair to say that, well, you know, there's a quote in this and nothing. You know, there is still structural discrimination in this country. You can look at banking. You can look at real estate. It still happens. And okay. people like Steve don't ever want to admit it. Okay, so now, Steve, one last time, and then, guys, I really do got to move on. Steve, you have the final say. Okay, this is the final say. Structural uh, affirmative action and race quotas, yeah. It's done against white Americans, especially white males, inside this country. It's in corporations. It's in city jobs. It's in private industry. It's a race quota. It's against the Constitution of this country, and it's about time that it comes to an end. If your feelings are hurt about anything, like I said, I recommend you find another job, find another school. But you're not allowed to discriminate against people inside this country. Okay, Steve in Manhattan, David in the Bronx, I think both of you and you guys uh, have a uh, a great, a great new year. Let's go to my friend uh, Gracie in Rockland County. Good morning, Gracie. What's on your mind? Gracie, are you with me? 
Gracie going once, going twice. Okay, Gracie. Let's go to David in Port Jefferson. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I love your show and your insight. Thank you. Uh, I'm a donor to George Santos in both campaigns, you know, and I feel like he betrayed us and he should step down. Okay. Do you think he's going to survive this? I don't think so. You know, the lies are too deep. He told me three years ago at lunch that he was worth 14 to $22 million when he was like 22 years old. And now it turns out he probably worked in the Dish Network Support Center making $15 an hour as a translator. You know, the lies are too big. They're too deep. I've been in politics for 38 years. I've worked on hundreds of races. I've never seen anybody on either side. And I'm a conservative. And I was a Republican my whole life. You know, now I'm a conservative. You know, I've never seen the deceit run this deep by any uh, person running for office. And uh, he deceived the people and he insulted the base up there in the, that bluish, purplish area of North Shore, Long Island, about Wall Street. You know, they, they couldn't understand if I explained it. You know, he said in front of Tulsi Gabbard, who called him out. Uh, I think what he did is uh, fraud. And he needs to step down. I'm going to the inaugurations on Tuesday. He's charging money for people to go to the swearing in. Um, I think it's disgraceful. He's okay. Gotta get rid of, they got to get rid of I, him. I hear you. I hear you, David. And um, I appreciate your call. Dominic Carter here with you folks in for James Golden, 943, 943 on this Saturday morning, the last day of 2022. Larry Cutlow coming up. At the top of the hour, let's go to Tommy in Brooklyn. Good morning, Tommy. What's on your mind? Dominic. Um, morning, Dominic. few things. Um, I was thinking about Santos and how the, I just realized that most people, they're looking for this power and the, and the ethics and their, um, their morals are, are, are gone. There's no morals and no ethics anymore in in any society, in our society. I mean, there's there are people who still have it, like yourself, Dominic. You're a journalist. You're not a reporter. You tell the truth, and you look for the truth, and you regard, disregard the BS. And that's what's, what's what I like about you. And, Tommy, let, let and, me be clear. Let me just say this. I'm going to tell you the truth, whether we like it or not, no matter how it looks, it, it, the truth is the truth. But go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, and then here, I heard some people say, well, there's – the truth is relative. There's your truth. There's his truth. No, there's only one truth. The facts, and that's what I like about you. You go after the facts, and I'm impressed by uh, you know you clear out. Like when I have a problem understanding something, like when I'm listening to one of the shows, and then you start talking about, I'm like, oh, that makes a little more sense. You know, you can kind of clarify things for me. So I wanted to tell you that I appreciate you that for that, and I have a Thank joke if you're interested. Okay, well, I do want to hear your joke, but Tommy, I learned the, one rule I have. Um, and that is to treat people the way you would like to be treated. So when anyone calls, and trust me, I don't miss anything you say. I may not respond all the time. I may feel it's ridiculous to respond, so I may keep going. A producer may be in my ear. I may be looking at what's coming up, a commercial break or so on. I'm going to respond sometimes. Sometimes I'm not going to respond. But I believe and we treat people the same way that one would like to be treated. And so when I say you're on the air here at WABC, I'm going to give you the same respect that I would expect for someone to give me. Now, if you come out of left field with some nutty issue, I'm going to have to cut you off. This is anybody in general, Tommy, cut you off quickly and keep it moving. 
because of the amount of telephone calls. So what is your joke on this last day of 2022? I hope it's a good one. Well, I mean, it, it's just that I've been so perplexed. I mean, I'm I'm so worried about having, you know reading these articles and reading everything about having to give things up and you know you got to change change your way you do things. You know, I, I keep reading all this stuff. They they said that talk radio is bad for your sex, drugs, rock and roll, and all of this. So I, I had to give something up, and you know I couldn't figure it out. I, I made a decision, and I'm going to give up reading. <laughs> What do you think about that? <laughs> Dominic, I love you. Be well, man. <laughs> love you too, Tommy. Don't don't give up reading. Uh, get, give up the coffee. Give up. Uh, don't give up going for those walks. The little act. I'm trying to do that more as well. Walking a little more because the doctor says that I've got to exercise and you got to take your diabetes seriously. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, Gracie. Rockland County is calling back. Gracie, that's the first time it happened with you. Where were you? Oh, would I ever hang up on you when I woke up this morning and turned on the radio? I said, ah, Dominic is on. You, you oh, said, ah. I would have gotten up at 7 and put it on, but I figured I wanted my sleep a little oh, more. Well, sleep counts, Gracie. Sleep I know. Well, counts. Tonight it's New Year's Eve. I'm getting together with some local senior citizens. Wow. Because I know you said, uh, what um, you know, what are you doing? Yes, yes, Ronnie and I are going. Okay, as far as what Ralph said, we need left-wing people. If I want the real left-wing nuts, I put on MSNBC so I get a dose of it. I can't take <laughs> too much of it because they don't reason. And if you give Gracie, a, a, wait, Gracie, can, you, can I tell you something? I'm going to let you finish. Yes, you, you you, and I share that in common. I'll, I'll turn on MSNBC. I have to be honest. Uh, because, see, I, I, I can see through all the nonsense. And I'm like, what what they're really saying, to, Gracie, don't get mad at me here. What they're really saying is progressives, black people, please watch us. Please, please, please. And from one show to the other. I can only watch maybe a minute. Sometimes, ask my wife, Gracie, I don't even turn it on, to be honest with you. But go ahead. No, no, seriously. Now, but but what's good for the goose is good for the gander. According to the internet, it's what a source for the goose is source for the gander. It started in 1670, but they don't have anything specific. Ah, Why? Ah, because wait, Gracie, women. I don't know if you did it. Women always do that to the men. Always. That's why I asked for the origin of it. They'll look at you and go, well, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And it's like, wink, wink, got you. Yeah, well, you know what? That's That has become what it means nowadays. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, but Gracie, originally, when, when I, they don't know. When I get home at about 11 a.m., when I walk through the door, you already know what I'm going to hear. Right, Gracie? What? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Oh. <laughs> okay, you are. but you know what, Dominic, on a serious note, please, please, please get a treadmill. I have a treadmill, and Ronnie, wait, we exercise. Wait, Gracie, so you, you're calling me fat, Gracie? No, I'm calling you not fat, <laughs> but as soon as I get off with you, I'm going on the treadmill so I could eat a little more today. Mm. Diabetes is very, very serious. I'm worried about your your kidney. Yes. Well, Gracie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're a sweetheart, Gracie. Happy New Year, love. (laughs) So, and enjoy, uh, enjoy the, uh, the new year bringing in. Hey, if you want to come out, you could be my guest. It's it's off. It's 45 in Middletown Road. And we, I want to make. 
like a fan club with the Rockland people, with George and all the other ones that call. I'm going to work on it. Okay. Well, Gracie, I, I won't be able to make it. Um, I know I, you I, won't. I, I will be in sleep. I will be sleeping. Um, but thank you, Gracie. Thank you for the invitation, and Happy New Year to you and your family. Before I take a break, let's go to Teddy. Teddy in Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? First of all, I want to wish you and your whole family a happy, a healthy, a safe, and prosperous new year. Same to you and your family. Thank you, Tom. Second thing, I'm, I'd like to be objective in, on everything. A caller, you were subbing for Ray Kelly during the week. And the first, first caller, or one Greg of the Kelly. callers, Greg called Kelly. up and said to you, I really don't want to speak to you. I always like I like Ray Kelly. And you, you took offensive to that. No, 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 Teddy, 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 Teddy. My reaction to that is what's called theater and entertainment. That one person that called at the end of the show, people have issues. People have issues, Teddy. Do you think I'm really going to let uh, some caller get under my skin? I I, I received 100 calls that were positive, and one call says, oh, I don't like you. Do you think that's really going to bother me at the end of the day? I know you're a bright guy and you're very secure. I didn't mean it like that, but I just want to di- disagree with that caller and say you, even though I disagree with you on a number and of you, times. And you do, Teddy, and you let me have it. <laughs> but, but go I, ahead. I, I try to do it in a respectful way. And, and you, you do. What I you like do. about you is you are respectful to your callers, whether they agree or disagree with you, and you give them a fair amount of allotted time to speak their mind. And I want to speak to the caller from the right-wingers that blame just the Democrats. And all I hear is Hunter, 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 when people say that the left talks about Trump, Trump, Trump. All I hear is Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. And that goes for uh, Jennifer from Boston and the one from New Jersey who you just spoke. Let's call it on both sides. There's corruption in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Bovard uh, and the Matt Gaetzes, nobody says a darn thing about those people from the right. Condemn them like I condemn the AOC crowd and the Khalid and the Omar crowd. And this is Teddy from Yonkers. I wish everyone a happy and a healthy new year, regardless of your party affiliation. And, Don, you're great. Thank you, Teddy, and I appreciate your energy. Uh, Dominic Carter in this morning for James Golden on this Saturday, 9.52 a.m. Folks, I'll be right back after this commercial break, but you want to keep it right here because the man with the knowledge, the voice to go with it, and the personality is coming up, and that's Larry Cutlow. We will be right back. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter filling in for James Golden on this Saturday morning. We see the calls. I want to try and get in as many as possible. Jimmy on Staten Island, good Saturday morning. What's on your mind? 
Hey, Dominic, I hope you remember me. One time we were on Curtis Sleeve and I gave you some uh, his, um, lessons in Italian, you know, and I had a good time with you. I know you many, many years. I'm from Raton Island, and the only thing I'd like to ask you, my dear friend, God bless you and your family this uh, New Year's and always. Same me, you and your family. Thank you, my brother. Let me ask you a question. Why is it that if someone goes for a job, they go in, the boss puts a pink slip on the desk, they give them two weeks severance pay, and you're gone. That's it, case closed, somebody else comes and fill in. That's number one. But with the Republicans or whatever in politics, why must we go through leaps and bounds to get somebody out? Why do you got to do? You got to look at this right, that right, or this. Why can't they just be pulled by the hair and thrown out? Case closed, you're done. You're referring why? to Mr. Santos? I'm referring to life in general, and of course that freak. Yes. Okay, so he's been elected by the people. So it's very complicated. No one can just just walk in and remove him. He's going to have to be criminally removed uh, or or step down himself. Okay, I agree to you with that. But I just felt I think it's too much, too much money. Of course, those poor people that are dropping dead out here with the prices. You know what? The eggs are almost $8 a carton out here. I'm oh starting to get God. a box of hay. Yeah, I'm getting a box of hay, and I'm going to sit on uh, something and try to make an egg myself because <laughs> I'm going cuckoo. <laughs> but it's unbelievable. Hey, hey Jimmy, Jimmy, I, I've got to move on, but how are you bringing in uh, the new year? I am so glad you asked me that. I am going to be with my beautiful mother, God bless her, 85 years wow. young, my beautiful sister, Josephine, and we're going to be together at my mom's house. We're going to have a little bit of food that mother makes, and we're going to bring it in nice and beautiful and full of the love of wow. God. Wow. So, Jimmy, what, what, that. what time? That's a blessing, number one. Yes. And what, what time should I be there? You could be the come right now, and you know what you want to laugh, Dominic. I was I, I, a little earlier. I was making my coffee, and just as I took a sip of it, you came on back to the radio and you said, "Hope you're enjoying that coffee." I looked around my apartment. I because was like, Jimmy, hey, where is he? I, because I can see you, my friend. Hey, Jimmy, I've got I've got to move on. God well, bless up. you. Let me get dressed. Where I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Love you too, Jimmy. Thank you, Bye. Jay in Ohio. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? Yeah, listen, I got problems with Greg Kelly, too, but that doesn't mean I don't love him. He's still a brother in Christ to me, but maybe one okay, day. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. When you say you have problems, I, I don't understand. I never said I, I, I love Greg Kelly. What Did I say that? I like Greg Kelly, but I got issues with him, too. But the thing is, he's still. I still like him, but I got issues with him. And the same thing with James Golden. I got issues with him, too. And okay, so so day, so wait, Jay. So wait, wait. So wait, Jay. So so, do you think there's any host in America that you're going to agree with 100 percent of the time? Of course not. I don't even agree with you. I don't even agree with you. There you go. 100 of the time. But but like I said, I I understand where you're coming from. I understand where Golden is coming from. But I don't like where he's coming from sometimes because <laughs> he did something that I really don't like. Okay. But one day I'll get over it. Okay. But anyways, so, what I really want to okay, talk to you about. Okay, but just quickly, go ahead, please. Yeah, okay, listen. I want listen. There's a doctor called Jason Funk who talks about diabetes. I don't know if you're type one or type two, but you need to do your research. Doctor Funk, Jason Funk. You know, if you got diabetes, mm -hmm. I want you to, you know, do research on the diabetes because, like I said, you know, I I really like you and i want you to 
stay healthy. Oh, that, and that's, also, that's nice of you, Jay. Thank you. I like you too, but quickly, please go ahead. Okay. The last thing, the last thing I'm going to say is that fasting, right? Start fasting, 12 hour fast, 18 hour fast, 24 hour fast, 20, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. 72 hour fast, but learn how to fast. Okay. Okay. Fast. Right? Okay. You know what I'm because you got to lose the weight. You do have to lose the weight and there's different ways you can lose the weight, oh. but learn how to fast. Oh, Jay, thank you for the call. You, you know, I'm not. I, oh, I'm sorry, Jay. I, I'm not one of those uh, New Year's resolution type guys because I don't want to say that I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. One, two, three. One, two, three. I'll be on the treadmill for 15 minutes. I'll get bored and say I got to get ready for a show and I'll leave. So I've never been the uh, the type to um, you know make those resolutions and so on. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Andrew, Stanhope, New Jersey. Andrew, I literally have 15 seconds for you. So go ahead. Yes, the um, guy who said the Spanish immigrants don't fit in, it's exactly the opposite. Not only do they fit in, they have the family values, the structure of the family, work ethic, faith. They, they're not, na- you know, nasty. And when they get more assimilated, they become more like us, New Yorkers. <laughs> with the added- So they're actually, in a sense, you could see them as even being better than us. With okay, their, well, you know, I, I, I don't have time to uh, debate it and so Humble. on. But thank you, thank you, thank you, Andrew. And thank you to all of the folks. I do apologize if you were not able to get through. You want to keep it right there because it's really going to get interesting now here on WABC. Coming up, the great Larry Cutlow, Dominic Carter, in today for James Golden. 